You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode eight, Tell Me Who I Am. Today's episode dives into one of the deepest desires of human nature, your identity, who you really are. We're going to talk about the difference between your true self and false self, and how telling people who they really are can be the key to change. First off, thank you to everyone who has left a review for this podcast on iTunes. Reviews help podcasts show up in iTunes when other people are searching for a new podcast. Today's review of the week comes from Mutter W. She says, I'm a new fan of the Brook Snow podcast. As a senior missionary in a foreign country with my husband for 18 months, it isn't easy when everything is so different from what we're used to back home. Listening to this podcast has been one of the bright spots in my day. I especially like how Brooke shares her humanness and vulnerability. Her podcast is very well put together with all sorts of good ideas for self-improvement and increased faith in God. In a world where so many people are stepping away from faith in God, her devotion is very admirable. I listen because it is so upbeat and makes me happy. Thank you, Brooke, for an excellent podcast. One of my favorites. Thank you, Mutter W. I am so glad this podcast makes you happy. And I think you will especially find that in the topic that we cover today. If you enjoy this podcast, please help me spread the word by leaving a review or sharing this with a friend. Your support and sharing is what makes this podcast possible. Now for today's episode. I have a really strange way of reading books. I nearly always read nonfiction and I read about 10 books all at the same time. Not literally, but you know, I'll read a chapter in one and then a chapter in another and I pick and choose according to what I feel like reading the most at that moment. Many times I won't finish a book for a long time, yet I will go on and on talking about how it has changed my life <laughs> in the few chapters that I managed to read before getting distracted by the next one. This week marks only a few more weeks until my own book hits the shelves. And as much as I would love for everyone to read it cover to cover and integrate every amazing tool and idea that I include into their own life, I am aware that we all receive the exact message that we need in the exact time that we need it. Even if it's one idea that changes your path, it was worth the time spent reading those few pages. Such was the case for me recently when I started reading Bob Goff's newest book, Everybody Always, Becoming Love in a World Full of Setbacks and Difficult People. <laughs> it is such a great book. And True to form, I have not finished reading this fabulous book. In fact, I think I've only read about four chapters so far. Nonetheless, one idea has stayed with me for weeks. In it, Bob writes, don't tell people what they want. Tell people who they are. Now, having just written my own book all about identity, that statement obviously jumped off the page at me. Don't tell people what they want tell people who they are. Bob recounts in his typical hilarious style of storytelling about how his father sold him a yellow truck with the caution, you'll want to change the oil in it. <laughs> and Bob got really irritated at hearing this caution from his dad, so much so that he resolved to totally not change the oil because he didn't want to be told what to do. He was a grown man. He was married with children and he was working as a full-time lawyer. He didn't want to be told what he should want to do. Every time his dad sees him afterward, he asks if he's changed the oil. 
he never did. Ever. <laughs> Even after 120,000 miles. <laughs> the truck keeps getting worse and worse from not changing the oil. At some point, for several months, he finds a homeless man who camps out inside every day while he's at work. When Bob finishes work each day, he goes to his truck to drive home, he opens the door, and he and the homeless man switch places. <laughs> In the end, he walks outside one morning to drive his truck to work, and he finds that it has been stolen. At that point, it is in such awful disrepair from not changing the oil that it hardly functions. And instead of bringing it home when the police find it, he lets it go, both physically and emotionally. As a parent, I totally relate to Bob's father. Even though my kids are still young, I find myself telling them what they should want to do. Or more specifically, I tell them quite frequently what to do and not to do, hoping that they'll want to do it. Yet after reading this quip, I began to reevaluate my actions. I began to seriously wonder what difference it would make in telling someone who they are. Now, it's important to note at this point that when Bob talks about telling people who they are, he is referring to their highest self. We want to be reminded of who we really are, who God created us to be. As I write in my upcoming book, which is titled Living in Your True Identity, Discover, Embrace, and Develop Your Own Divine Nature, I talk about how we all have two identities. One is true and one is false. Our true identity is our divine nature that we are born with. Our false identity is the ego, or as scripture refers to it, the natural man or the flesh that arises in opposition to our true self. We really do have opposition in all things. No wonder it can be so confusing to know who we really are. Our true self is created with all of God's attributes and characteristics. Some of those attributes may be more fully developed than others, but nonetheless, they are there. We are all kind. We are all loving. We are all merciful and forgiving, creative beings. God created us to become this way, and he equipped us with the seed of these attributes inside each of us. When we live these qualities, we are living in our true identity. When we don't live these qualities, we're living in opposition to who we really are in the false identity. I include many tools and ideas in my book for how to clear away the false identity and how to empower the true self. I look forward to sharing those with you when you hopefully read the book. When I read Bob's words about how people want to be told who they are, I know he is referring to this true self. We get enough messages all day long from the world and from our own false identity telling us who we are not. So in a grand experiment, I decided to see what would happen if instead of telling my kids what to do or what not to do, I told them who they were. My first opportunity came when my eight-year-old son and my four-year-old daughter were fighting over something. My long practice reaction in moments like this is to tell my son to stop what he's doing. Don't do this or do do this. This time, however, I calmly put my hand on his shoulder in the middle of the crying and the drama. And I said, buddy, you are kind. You are a good brother. You know how to fix this. 
To my absolute amazement, he totally changed in that moment. He softened up, he stood a little taller, and he resolved the feud. I immediately saw in action the truth of those words. People want to be told who they are, who they really are. And who we really are is not always what we see from the outside. Who my son is was certainly not being revealed in the moment of tearful quarreling. It is not always reflected in our words or our actions. But when we are reminded of the truth of who we are, we stand taller. We try a little harder. We do a little better. We rise. Jesus shared the parable of a man who had two sons. One son is upright, trustworthy, and good. The other is foolish, and he asks for his inheritance, and he leaves his home only to squander everything in riotous living. The turning point in the story of this prodigal son is when Jesus says, and he came to himself. He remembered that his father had abundance and even the servants employed there had plenty to eat. He makes his way home. And when he was yet a far way off, his father sees him and runs to him and hugs him, clothes him, puts a ring on his finger and asks that the fatted calf be killed for a feast to celebrate his son's return. I look at those words, he came to himself. It represents to me a moment of identity. It is pivotal. It is the moment of truth, the truth of who we really are. Though he surely felt some shame and some guilt from his foolish living, he came to himself. He remembered who his father was. And thus, it sparks the truth of who he is by very nature. Instead of returning and being scolded and told what he should or should not do, his father tells him who he is, his son. And he calls upon all the people around, all the family, all the servants to celebrate his true identity with him in a grand celebration. I'm still figuring out how to implement this more regularly into my parenting life. The times I remember to do this are far more effective than my default of calling out corrections and telling them what to do. I too need constant reminding of who I am. A consistent meditation practice works wonders in reminding myself of who I really am. I challenge you to try this out in your own life. Try it on your family. Try it on your friends. The next time you listen to a friend share her worries and anxieties, Instead of telling her what she should do, tell her who she is. Next time someone in your family is discouraged, angry, or even foolish, tell them who they really are. Next time you too may be feeling less than enough, remind yourself who you really are. Imagine the power that comes from telling people who they are. And look forward with faith. You can find show notes for this episode on my website, brooksnow.com. Thank you so much for listening.